and welcome back to Previous on Lost. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. If you have been here before, welcome back. This is episode number 65, and we're going to talk about the episode Catch-22. I am Mike, I'm one of your hosts, and I have two more hosts with me, and I'm going to ask them a question as I introduce them. So the first one up is Corey, and Corey, how are you doing, and have you ever made a mixtape for a girl you liked? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I'm good. I was I thought the question was going to be about uh, the Flash and Superman, <laughs> who was faster. No, I will uh, save that debate for a later part of the show. <laughs> but you know, I think I did uh, burn a CD. So you know, in, in my uh, um, time when uh, I would be doing that, I was uh, CDs. You know, you could burn whatever you wanted. I think I burned mm-hmm. a few CDs, mixtapes, and gave them to a uh, girl, but. No, I didn't do a whole lot of art. I wasn't very. I didn't like color it with a bunch of art or anything. But it's probably ah. probably wasn't that good of a mix, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Stephen, how are you? And did you ever make a mixtape for a girl? <laughs> oh, I I did. I so was. He was like, I made a few mixtapes in my yeah, day. <laughs> I, I now I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, Corey. So I I both hit the CD burning generation, yep. and I used to do the cassette tape recording as well. You used to have to turn on one cassette tape and record from another cassette tape onto the other one. So I, I, I've gone all the way back that far, but yes, made quite a few mixtapes back in the, back in the day. Mm. I used (laughs) to have to put the cassette tape in the radio. And then when a song came on the radio, I wanted, I'd hit the record button real quick. (laughs) Yep. 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 That's how you made it. if you miss it, you had to wait until the next time they play it, which could be, you know, hours from now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was also part of that generation that had my cell phone when I wanted a ringtone from a certain song or movie. I'd have to hold the cell phone up to the TV speaker <laughs> to get that sound and hit record. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Oh, I, my goodness. Ringtones. Oh, really boy. thought they were going to catch on. Never really. Never did. <clears throat> but the question is, the question is, what was Bernard playing this on? Hurley's the only one who had a Walkman and its batteries ran out. How was Bernard playing this mixtape? <laughs> why did he why did he have it with him? It, I was wondering the, the same thing, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a sentimental thing. He just carries it with him at all times. You can just <laughs> look at the record of Phil Collins. Rose, I would sing this to you, but you know, I just, I don't have a radio right now, so you got to hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, awesome. Hey, listen, guys, you know how to find us on our social media, uh, so check us out. We've said it multiple times before. We are part of the RetroZap Network, so go to RetroZap.com for any information you have or questions you have about it. Join us in Discord. We'd love for you to join us and talk to us a little bit more about Lost. So, this episode is going to be Catch-22. So, Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about this episode? All right. This was uh, episode 17, season 3. First aired April 18, 2007. 
directed by Stephen Williams and written by Jeff Pinkner and Brian K. Vaughn. Desmond's latest fragmented vision suggests that his old girlfriend Penny will crash land onto the island. Desmond organized a posse of himself, Hurley, Jen, and Charlie to come along with him into the jungle, expecting Penny to parachute onto the island. But the vision also suggests that Charlie will die by stumbling upon a tripwire if he comes along with him. But Desmond insists that Charlie must come along to make the vision come true. Meanwhile, Desmond recalls his days in a monastery in Scotland over ten years earlier after leaving his old fiancée Ruth a few days before their wedding, where he later met Penny. In the present, Kate attempts to flirt with Jack, but he has, instead has eyes for Juliet, and Kate has another one-night stand with Sawyer. So I'm sure we're going to get into all of that, but I can just say at the at the outset, I completely forgot about Ruth. <laughs> His entire series, I forgot about her. <laughs> Poor Ruth. She had such a great accent, though. Ruth <laughs> is the most important character in Lost because she propels Desmond into this whole course. Yep. And without that, the hatch, the plane would have never crashed. Um, oh, I believe you. you. I, just keep, I, just, I just forgot about it. <laughs> Strings oh. being pulled. A little bit about what's going on on the uh, some of the episode facts uh, on the beach. Jen's story, translated from Korean, is about a man with a hook attacking a young woman. It's a version of a classic urban legend and one used often in other television shows and movies. <laughs> By the way, I love the, ju- the jump scare. Nobody knows what's going on, but <laughs> they all jump scare at it. It's great. <laughs> so the ghost story is translated, and the girl turned to the man who saved her and said, "Thank God. I was afraid you were the hook man." And the man looked at the girl with a smile and said, don't worry, little girl. My hook is still in your father's head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, our next episode is a fact is when Hurley tells Desmond he can't move much faster because he's not exactly the flash. A lens flare briefly appears on screen at the exact time the word flash is said. So. All right. Send us down the pipe there. Uh. Mr. Corey, what uh, what happened last time I okay. lost? And how long have you been on this island? <clears throat> well, here we are on days 84 and 85 on the island. So, still chugging along there. And then we have, of course, previously on Lost, Desmond saves Claire from drowning and makes a lightning rod before, um, before the lightning strikes her tent. Charlie asks him, how he knew these is incident uh, knew of these incidents beforehand. He says he was trying to save Charlie, but he can't save him forever. So basically, it's just we got the reminder of Desmond's visions of Charlie's deaths. So as this continues, so that takes us into a discussion, huh? Where do you guys want to start? Well, I I, I think maybe we can start there in that. It, it, it seem to you we haven't really discussed Desmond's powers in a while. It's kind of uh, an interesting to, you know, how long we went without really talking about the, the powers. That was really, you know, kind of a big deal earlier in the season. And it's obviously going to become a big deal now. But it seems like we kind of just left that on the back burner for a while. Mm. Yeah. So. Desmond's backstory, very different. Do do you think the monastery story worked for him? I do. I I enjoyed this story. 
I mean, I think some of the 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 fact that this is the you know probably the first time chronologically we hear him being referred to as brother. I think you know <laughs> it, it doesn't surprise you when you find this out that Desmond was among. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah, I, you know this is of Desmond's flashbacks. It's not. I don't know. It's not quite as like dramatic as some of the other ones, and there's not these like big things that happen. Um, but I always like this flashback a lot. Seeing Desmond as a monk, and it makes sense for for his character. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of cool, like where you we pick up the story. He's just uh, completed his his uh, vow of silence. There's a couple. This whole this episode has a couple different misdirects in it, and what the first one is, it makes it seem like he's about to start his vow of silence. The, yeah. um, the priest, the other the brother is like setting it up like you're about to begin, and he's like, and you've just completed it, so he's he's now entered brotherhood. And one of the things I wrote down here is I was like, is this the, you know, brother, uh, origin story? Is this? Okay. <laughs> Could be because I don't remember him ever calling. I don't think he ever. Well, did he call the guard brother at the prison earlier? Thanks, brother. No, that was after all this. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is uh, this is the earliest yeah. I think we get back to Desmond. Yeah, this is probably the first. Yeah, look at that. We found the origin story. <laughs> look, at which that. is just such a fun thing because. Some of these flashbacks start to get old as like season three starts to come to an end because, you know, they're running out of things. But I just love that they decided to go with, all right, wait, he says brother all the time. Let's find out where he says it from. What if he was a monk? (laughs) Yes. That's good. That's funny. By the way, I I did look up the wine they, um, they had there. And I did find out that, of course, they, he said he said the other monk I can't remember his name now said that he uh, he paid how much money? I think a hundred quid. Okay, so it was a hundred quid. I did find out that that was a uh, hundred thirty-five dollars in U.S. dollars now. So a pretty, bottle pretty nice bottle of wine. Yeah, a hundred thirty-five bucks. I want to know how much. Um, how much money did did uh, Penny's father give to the monastery for all? Yeah, that well, money Widmore, Widmore's got like you know twenty cases of of wine right there. Well, it was also a generous donation from what was said. So I want to know exactly what all was given in that money. <laughs> but you know what's funny is Widmore. You know he's got an expensive taste. I almost feel like $135 a bottle is like low for Widmore. Yeah, based based on the McCutcheon whiskey uh, ex- experience, um, yeah, that does seem kind of kind of cheap. And so it, 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 if yeah, make, makes I was you wonder. Say maybe this is. I would say maybe this is his everyday wine, just like the yeah. like his, you know his normal one people he, wine. This is his cheap wine. Yeah, the one he shares with people, unlike yeah. yes. the, the whiskey he say, but. It, it makes you definitely have to wonder based on what we know about Widmore. Was there more to it than this? is it just coincidence that is buying the wine from this monastery and his daughter meets it, or was there more to it? I uh, think I, mean, there was, I think there was more to it. Yeah, I mean, obviously we we learn 
we see the picture of um you know brother is his name brother campbell is that but and we see and eloise and eloise and you know obviously we know that so there is there is more island related going on with this monastery and i don't know that we ever really get answers on that but you do have to wonder was was there a reason Winmore was you know interacting with this donating money to this monastery but based on his dislike of desmond you definitely don't think he was intentionally leading penny to desmond so i don't know i feel like there was some unanswered uh connections there i think he may have been i think i think hey. him him and eloise were you know we don't of course we don't know but maybe they would they intentionally sent penny knowing desmond would be there and you know everything there there is you know the whole argue and debate in in losses is there such thing as fate or is there free will well if you look at this as fate then then she was fated to show up there. He was fated to get kicked out, knowing what was going to happen. The whole story sets itself up for, for you know that would that would happen. So they would meet, so that then they would fall in love, and then eventually he would push himself away toward the island, if you believe in fate. So, yeah, you could say it's their destiny. You could say it's just random chance. It's interesting. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, the Desmond storylines definitely play with that question back and forth, it seems like. And it's I'm glad you brought that thing up about the picture, Stephen, because I totally forgot about that. Because what, what episode does it happen? There's a picture in, it's like Eloise's office or is something? It, or Is it, yeah, we, we see, it, it, I don't know if it's the flashes before your, no, we've already had flashes before your eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. the one earlier was... Um, was when um was when he was buying the ring when she was at the antique store. I think it may be when he's I think it may be in the constant in season four. Oh here. Um well it's a framed picture outside the monastery. I don't know what episode it is. I guess in the lighthouse Campbell was listed as candidate number one twenty nine. <laughs> Could that have been the same Campbell? <laughs> Father Campbell. Boy. Oh, but as far as the backstory goes, I, I I like it. I do think it shows a different side of Desmond. I thought it. I I do agree that it was kind of a stepping stone. The monastery was to where he's got to get to. Um, but he needed to get there to get to where he had to get to. And um, I I, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Again, we I brought up Ruth earlier. Poor poor Ruth. Everybody forgets about her. Um. Even Desmond did, and no, no, I'm just oh. kidding, guys. No, he didn't. I got, I gotta say, Desmond was kind of a jerk this episode. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, he he really learned some uh, not real nice things about this. I mean, I thought he Desmond was all right. You he can was understand with the girl why for six years and then left her at the altar. <laughs> you can understand why Ruth's brother went and punched him. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he had a calling, guys. <laughs> you heard what he said. He, the Lord was reaching out to him, and her response, her response to his, her her response to his, you know, heartfelt, you know, spilling his guts <laughs> was just great. You know, yeah, like, good good thing it wasn't a a shepherd that, that saw you, or he'd be you'd be out with the sheep. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I, I do, yeah, that's a funny story that the you know priest helps him up and he's like, oh, this is my calling, you know, this is my sign. Um, <clears throat> so it's okay to clear up what I, I so I was a little confused there for a second. I forgot. So in this episode, in Campbell's office, it's a picture of him and Eloise. Is what it is, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. But it's yeah, but not. It doesn't happen the reverse way later. No. Um, but yeah, there's. There's something cool about this episode. It's flashback, even though it is rather simple. Um, but you know, I, Desmond. I, yeah, go ahead. I just I think for me, they told a good story with this flashback. I think to the way they ended this with him meeting Penny, I thought was just really well done. Because I gotta say, I didn't see it coming. I was even thinking to myself, it's like. Where does this fall into what we know? You know, he he dated this girl, Ruth, for six years. Like, where does Penny fall into that? And then you learn, oh, he hasn't met her yet, you know? Hmm. I thought it was kind of a great twist at the end when we see that this is how, you know, getting fired as a monk, you know, and being told by (laughs) Brother Campbell that, uh, you know, he has a different path, and then we see... You know, immediately after that, he meets Penny. So I, I think this was a very well-told story, you know, by the writers and, and what they did with this flashback. Yeah, and it does a really good job um, connecting to the other parts of the Desmond story we've already been introduced to as far as, like, the running away and running toward um, kind of theme. You know, he's been... You know, Desmond gets accused of being a coward. We, we get that all the time. And he um, has these issues with him and Penny's relationship. What I actually thought was an underrated moment is I love in this episode when he goes there and they're misleading us the whole time to confuse us about when in in Desmond's life this happens. So you totally expect Penny to open the door there. And then it's actually Ruth instead. And uh, it's a good fake out, and you realize, you know, some of Desmond's issues. They've been around for a long time. It's like a reverse, it's like a reverse graduate. You know, he like runs, leaves, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> leaves her at the altar, and then goes to be a priest. Oh and then now later, this is why it is kind of there's a correlation to in um, the constant. Doesn't he basically? say how he like saw a poster of the military the scots the great the scotsman or whatever mm-hmm. and he decides oh, yeah. to join mm-hmm. yeah that is in yeah, yeah. Hey, so good. there is this kind of theme of desmond like seeing you know is he running away or is he <clears throat> running to something and figuring that yeah. out in his life and then in the on the island story in this episode you could say he's very determined. He's trying to really run towards something, right? Well, you know, on this show, the uh, a re- recurring theme is don't mistake coincidence for fate. It feels like Desmond always mistakes coincidence for fate. Yeah, he just he assumes everything is fate. <laughs> it's not always such, but maybe it is. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah, she accuses. She accuses him of being too bloody scared. And uh, that resulted in Desmond getting drunk on the monastery wine, which I guess is pretty expensive. <laughs> it's a good scene. 
<laughs> and, he, and then he offered it to the other guy. He's like, he's yeah, like how he offers, and then he it's keeps a, drinking. It's already it. open. It's already open. You, you can't yeah. sell it now. Was it oh. was it pretty was it harsh for Brother Campbell to, to to fire him on that offense, or do you think he should have given him another shot? I I don't know. I don't think it was too harsh. I think <clears throat> I think considering the life of a monk, I think there was things that he knew were still bothering. Um. Were, were bothering Desmond that Desmond could not fully, I guess, sacrifice what he needed to sacrifice in his life in order to follow the monk's life. And there was just too many un, there was too many unresolved issues. You know, I don't think it started just with him drinking. I think it all started with him when the guy came in, when Ruth's brother came and punched him in the face. Like you kind of saw that, that, that look from, from the other guy that, okay. Um, you know, I there's something going on, and then of course you had to now he's getting drunk. So I think he just looked at it as, hey, there's some unresolved issues that is going to prohibit you from living the monk life you want to live. So yeah, you you, you can't do it. Yeah, Mike. I agree. I agree. I think it was definitely more his his other doubts about Desmond than just the wine. I feel like just the wine wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mike, I got to ask you, I don't think I've ever noticed this before. Is that a Hurley uh, lost figure up there? Are you talking about where I'm recording so the people in the audio yeah. podcast have no idea what I'm talking about? Yes. We're talk- now, we don't have this as a video medium, but I have to. <laughs> We've recorded these for, you know, a year and a half, two years. I've never seen this thing. He's got a, a Hurley. Yes, it is, it is Hurley. It's one. got the big Lotto jackpot. He is holding. It is the base where the golf course was, and he's holding the pole that has the shirt on it for the flag. <laughs> and uh, it's got authentic sounds and clips and everything else like that. Well, um, so yep, oops. it's the. Yeah, I, it's fitting because we'll be talking. There's a lot of Hurley in this episode. We'll talk yep. about him shortly. <laughs> they've but. they've got one that's. Uh, They've got a uh, they got a Hurley one. They got a Jack, a Kate, a Locke, a Charlie, and a Shannon. I actually, it's by Spawn Toys. I Ooh. found this in a uh, an antique store. They were selling it for, I think, uh, forty dollars. Oh, so that's a that's great. I would pay forty dollars for that. <laughs> I picked it up and. Um, I, I keep looking for the other ones. I never never can find any more. So I always look Mike. in in the stores to see if I can find, in antique stores if I can find another one. I've I've got Kate on my bookshelf over here, just out of camera view. I, I had the Kate one. They oh, were great action! Had, great nice. action figures. My cousin had the lock one, but uh, that's the only one I've seen. But nice. Do shall we digress back? Uh, <laughs> Is there anything else from the flashback? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, I think it's just a lovely scene when he meets Penny for the first time. And it's cool. Like, that story is so important to, you know, the show is Desmond and Penny to actually get, oh, this is when they met. This is when they broke up. This is, you know, we get the kind of mileposts moments. Um, we, we see that the relationship definitely started from uh, because of Penny. Uh, you know, she was, uh, I think we could say the, uh, pursuer here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's Desmond didn't mind, but I, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say she was, de- she definitely, uh, invited him along to Carlisle or wherever they were going. <laughs> so, 
that she was, was uh, she was pretty forward on her uh, invitation to him. I'll tell you what. She didn't want to unload the wine by herself. That's, yeah, that's, that's what it was. Pretty heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Oh. All right, so let's move to the island then. Um, where do y'all want to start on the island? Well, I guess we just have to start with, you know, Desmond um, and his his flashes, and the the it's this is this story is starting to really accelerate. You know, it's it's been, you know, in different patches of the season, we've gotten this Charlie Desmond stuff, and now, <clears throat> honestly, just kind of on a greater scale, this episode is like a big game changer in the in the season, and you didn't really know that Desmond and Charlie's storyline was going to be linked up to this helicopter and all this other stuff. But I would, I would say, you know, he gets this unique, what's well, a unique beginning to a lost episode. Cause we get like a tease of like, what's going to happen later on, but it's, it's not just like a normal tease, like in TV, like TV, when TV shows do that, it's actually a vision of the future. And it sets the course for this whole, uh, what I wrote down is basically like this Justice League team up part of the episode where Hurley and Desmond walk around like they're trying to recruit, you know, superheroes <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, you know, you, you know, the problem with, with you with you pointing that toy is I got I got on eBay to try to find even more of them, and I can't find any of them on eBay. Like I can find the other ones, but I can't find the Hurley one at all on eBay. <laughs> So it could be a collector's there, sir. Thanks for distracting yeah. me. Appreciate you. Sorry. <laughs> really got your mind. Well, it's just, we've been recording this podcast, but you've never had that visible in the background until today. That's how, so. that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, also got a Tom, I, I also got a Tom Brady one up there, too, but you know. Yeah, I didn't Anyways. ask about that one. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, so yeah, he's, so he's, he's, he's recruiting for the, for, for the Justice League. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I I did. I, I thought it was funny though. Wait, he he had absolutely no idea how to how he was going to get Jen to go on this on this excursion, and, and Hurley's like, let 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 the master handle it here. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's always fun when these characters get to just hang out together. You know, obviously Jen and. Um, Hurley and Charlie had the moment in in Mike's favorite episode, the the van episode, season three, episode ten. Yeah, <laughs> where they they're just you know they're friends. Jen, Jen enjoys hanging out with these guys. You know these guys. They all laugh at his story, even though they have absolutely no idea what he's saying. It's just fun seeing them hanging out and having a good time. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been some good like hangout episodes this season between that and the the van and they had kind of the you know some story time earlier uh um when they learned about Desmond's powers <laughs> drinking McCutcheon mm-hmm. and then you know essentially after this season there's a lot less of those type <laughs> of episodes too and this has, this episode I always think of it as the camping episode so we get a lot of good time um, with some of these characters. And then after the season, you know, it starts to get a, a little bit of a faster pace. So we don't get as much of this. Even the the other storylines with <clears throat> like Jack and Kate and, and stuff, this episode are kind of like a slower 
you know, paced uh, story there. So, yeah, I I, I saw I saw a tweet about this today, and just I've been thinking about this a lot. That you know, just a lot of people complain now about longer TV series. You know, people are you know everything seems to be like a ten episode or eight episodes now is kind of the thing, and. I am just I have always been a fan of longer seasons. I I think Lost was better. The I enjoy the first few seasons better before the seasons got shorter because you did get more of this. You know, you got more fun, you got more side stories, you got you know the the Rose and Bernard episode that you wouldn't get in in a current show with, you know, yeah. 10 episodes. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's I'm glad Lost happened when it did and was you know, was able to have twenty four, twenty five episode it, seasons. Lost would not have survived in twenty twenty two the way it was portrayed. It probably would have got canned within the first second well, I mean within the first or second season. That and the amount of episodes they wanted to do wouldn't have it 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 it, it, it wouldn't have been because people would have lost interest in it. On that that length of a season, you know, when you're talking about 24, 25 episodes, that's a long season now um, to a yeah. lot of people. So, but I, I think it was just right for the time. Um, so, you know, we ended up getting what 115 ish episodes, and it's there was still a lot of unanswered questions. You know, there's still more we want to know about mm -hmm. what happened. You know, it's like it still wasn't enough. Well, we'll find all that out in the sequel series that that's coming. <laughs> you know, when Walt comes back to the island. That's true. Well, so. this, this it reminds me of. <clears throat> I'm looking at my notes here. The way like Desmond is talking about bringing all the pictures together, right, or something like that. Uh, yeah. Just, just like with the show, doing that. But there, he's trying to piece together this this vision to make it to make it. Uh, you know. It, it, it's funny his the way his logic he's like hey if i don't have all these people this isn't going to happen and i don't know when he starts to think that it that this is penny um and then obviously you know he says then he he's like is for sure it's penny but i think it's because in his flashes he sees that picture as part of the flashes right is that yeah and yeah and then he finds that picture in the book and and on the island as well. So he, yeah. he realizes the only one who could have had that picture could have the only one who could have had that picture besides him is is Penny. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, there's there's some interesting other like moments here as they kind of group up. Um, <clears throat> so Desmond go he borrows like the first aid kit from Jack and like such a <laughs> suspicious I I uh, moment. <laughs> I'm good, brother. It, it was funny, but e even there, it was a nice little tie, you know, tie in to when Jack and him met in the in the Coliseum, and he he t you know had to oh, tape. Yeah. Did he tape his own his own ankle or Jack's um, ankle? Did Jack twisted his ankle, and Desmond and he, taped it up. <laughs> yeah, and he's helping him lift it up. And he's yeah, giving lift him advice it up, and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah so even that was a nice little yeah. nice little tie in. And poor Hurley can't can't lie to jack i mean just stare straight ahead like no nah, man we're good <laughs> hurley has no poker face at all no none. <laughs> well that's not true remember he got sawyer pretty good <laughs> yeah true true 
So just not in poker, in ping pong, but not poker. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Charlie was, and then Jenny gets Jen pretty easily, and Charlie's the last one to join. And he has to do a little more, a little more convincing for Charlie. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I gotta say, this is where I, I mean, Desmond. I said this wasn't a great episode just for thinking Desmond was a quality person. I guess they like inviting Charlie on knowing this is going to happen. And even up until the, I think the point that he stepped on the wire, it, it seemed, was Desmond going to let him get shot with his arrow. He I, just decided this had to happen in order. I don't for, think so. I think he was going <laughs> to save him, but they certainly, certainly build it up in such a dramatic way that you're <laughs> a little concerned. I think, Personally, I think Desmond didn't want to, but Desmond loved Penny so much. I think he was close to, 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 to really thinking about that, you know, especially when he saw Hurley, not Hurley, but when he saw um, when he saw Charlie step on the wire. I really think for a split second there, Desmond's like, if I let him die, I get Penny back. And I'm tired of saving this guy. You know, he's and that, that's why he kind of told Charlie, he said, look, he said one way or another, brother, you're going to die. He's, you know, he, he can't follow him around forever. But if this was his chance of just saying, look, you're going to die anyways, you might, might as well go ahead and go. So I so I can get Penny back. Then, then let this be it. I think it was a dirty move. He would have done that. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think he would have let Charlie die. Me personally. But I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he had a, he had a change of heart at the end. <laughs> it's like, was the first aid kit for Charlie, or was it for so. Penny? Was I think he gonna so. try. Was he gonna let him get shot and then try to help him? Or? Well, you saw on the, on the flash at the beginning that that he had that gauze in his hand. So I think I think he 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 got it for Charlie. By the way, I will say speaking of the flash at the beginning. Um, I remember when this episode first came out, and I saw that open entrance opening, and I'm like, "Oh, they just killed Charlie in like 20 seconds in this episode!" <laughs> like I was, I was legit like faked out. I remember that, like, "Oh, yes. they pulled the trigger out because everybody was like, oh, they won't kill Charlie, they won't kill Charlie.'" And then it's almost as if they joked with the audience, like, "No, we hear you. We're still gonna kill him eventually, but we hear you. How, how, how about this for a joke?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> so my goodness it was kind of a unique beginning to an episode that was pretty good it was good well, yeah I, Go I, I was just gonna say that how many times have we like almost seen charlie die i guess <laughs> and we essentially so this will be one two of three times charlie dies because he he basically dies when he gets hung in that tree, right? He's he's pretty much dead there. Right, so and he should have died there. There was the cave, he, the cave in. Cave in. Pretty, pretty bad spot there. Yep. He, yeah, and then he actually, we get to see him die on screen, even though it's just a flash, not reality in this one. And then, well, you know, he's going to... What about the lightning rod with the, with, with the golf club? Do you think that was kind of considered a... Close to death because it, it was. Right, oh, right well, it was. Right. Yeah, it's just we didn't really see. I don't think we really saw that those ones happen. Right. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, do you, I mean, do you guys want to talk about um, the Kate and Jack stuff for a little bit before we yeah. finish the camping story? Because it goes kind of, you know, all the way up to the end. And Yeah, I, I'd love to talk about this Kate and Jack um, <laughs> and Sawyer and Juliet. Um, it's pretty jerk. interesting. I, I forgot how jerk. much is in it. Kate's a jerk. I'm sorry. I'll put that out there. I do not like yeah. Kate's episode. A hundred percent she used Sawyer. A hundred percent. And 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 I love Sawyer's comments to her, which 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 were which was look, you didn't have to trip me. All you had to do is ask. <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer he was not he was not not gonna turn her down. But it just it there were some funny things between Sawyer and Kate. You know, of course we you know, he he he, he brought the mixtape to her. Um he walks in on her when she's changing and he just can't get his can't, can't get can't get his focus. He she says, Hey, up here. <laughs> and he just you know, it's just Yeah, that that was a little awkward, I have to say. It was. He just kinda of stared at her as she's getting changed. <laughs> and she's just <laughs> grinning. She's like, I know he's staring at me. But Well, I mean you do you've gotta kinda of look back to when they did have their um time together in the cage over there at the others, pretty much immediately after that they were on the run together and then they finally get back and she leaves like the same day to go find Jack. So I mean, they, he really hasn't had any, you know, answers from her about, you know, where their kind of relationship stands. This is like the first time they've just been around each other, you know, since they were in the cages. Yeah, I think that was a great line. I don't think there's anything wrong with what Sawyer did going in there and trying to. Okay, let's time to uh, do, let's let's define what we are. Are we going to be together? Are we not? And I think I think she did him dirty. I do. Yeah. I think, I think well, she did him dirty on that. <clears throat> this this whole um, storyline is interesting because they you know Kate says it. Does Kate say it first, and then Sawyer says it? That, you know, this feels weird for us to just be back here at the beach and kind of like safe and like normal. You know, this is now yeah. feeling normal to them uh, <clears throat> because this whole season they have been someone's been captured or they're trying to rescue someone mm-hmm. and there's been no relief. There's been no, you know, days where you just sit on the beach and, you know, figure out what you're going to do, play ping pong. And so now some other thoughts are going through their heads. And then, um, yeah, it turns into this whole, um, you know, little lo- love love uh, quad, <laughs> love square, I guess. Love, oh, my goodness. It's so bad. It's almost as if Kate doesn't know what she wants. And, it's, it, you know, for, for, for so long, she's, she, she's, it's like, Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out how to put it. Sawyer, since season one, has had a thing for Kate, and she never paid him the time of day. She was always focused on Jack. Then when they get into the cages, Kate goes for Sawyer. Sawyer's finally happy now, but she still can't stop thinking about Jack. And it's just, it's just one of those tug and pull. And then, of course, we'll find out in season five. Um, season four, season five, that what we, we, we see, you know, Juliet and Sawyer hook up finally, and they have a great relationship. 
and Kate's jealous <laughs> to a point of that. So it's like she don't know what she wants. I guess that's why and, I always had an issue with with Kate. Not that she was a bad character, it's just I was like, it seems like she just she always wants a guy when she can't have that guy. And after all that, they added a love triangle for Tariel in The Hobbit too. You know, can you believe that? I can't. I can't believe that garbage. She's just <laughs> stuck in all this mess. No, but I, I think I think this one was good. I think I think she did do Sawyer wrong. I've mentioned that. Um, I think that well, she did. She didn't want. She didn't want to get stuck doing Taco Night on the beach. She doesn't do Taco Night, so she was a she was afraid of being in an actual relationship. I I I, I do do have a question though for you guys. Okay, serious question here. All right. If even if you were your plane had wrecked on an island. Would you use a spoon after somebody had licked it clean and handed it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So that was interesting. It, I wasn't sure how to pick, how to, she was how to take with that. Him. Yeah, she, she, uh, she gives him the spoon. He proceeds to use the spoon. I mean, to me, that's kind of like a signal of some sort. But then right. he goes straight over to Juliet. Have food with Juliet. <laughs> so it really threw threw Kate off there. And she's like, fine, well, I'm gonna go sleep with Sawyer then. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was, that was a little awkward. Uh yeah, so, so there's a lot of jealousy going on mm-hmm. back and forth and mixed feelings. And Sawyer's like, Well, I don't know what's going on, but um, hmm, okay. Um <laughs> So do we talk about the Olympic uh, um, ping pong match? Yeah, and I really enjoyed this. It turned into this, instead of Jack and um, Sawyer fighting or having a rivalry, they just play like an actual friendly match of ping pong. Even though it's like they're trying their hardest, it seems pretty, uh, you know, legitimately uh, a good time. (laughs) They're they're both very competitive people, and they, and you know we've seen them compete in a lot of things on the island. It, it's got it is kind of it's like a, a rivalry slash friendship, and yeah yeah this is definitely a fun scene. I, I love the way that it started too. One of my all time favorite quotes: "You two arguing over who's your favorite other." When That's so here good. comes up to, to Jack and Julia. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just a classic line. <laughs> He had some and then you, liners, man. You wonder where he's going with that. You know, you think he's gonna, you know, say, "Hey, I've been the leader around here," and nope, he's just inviting him to play some ping pong. Yeah, that was <laughs> it's funny. kind of like strange. And then, <laughs> and Sawyer says, "Yeah, we gotta play play a game every 108 minutes, or this island blows up." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Which I thought was great. I'd love to play ping pong every 108 minutes. It'd be fun. That'd be funny. I will. Oh. I will say though, whoever gets stuck on the side of the ping pong table Jack was on is it a major disadvantage. You got a big old hole in the table there. So whoever oh. plays on that side is it a major dis or maybe it's an advantage to be harder for the other person to hit it on the table. I don't know. Yeah. They need. They need to find another board. Patch that up somehow. Don't think they have the choice. I mean, they are they are down to using you know can lids as their ping pong paddles now. <laughs> I hope they switch when they 
when they if they play two out of three, they should switch sides. You know. That, yeah, sure. that would be fair. That would be fair. Because <laughs> it's something that Sawyer can finally beat the Doc at. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. <laughs> so, w- is there anything else in that that we? Not, not really. The, I think the main story was the whole Charlie Desmond one. This one was just kind of a side story to kind yeah. of propel what was going on on the beach to keep us moving with that. I guess I would say it was interesting that Sawyer got to the bottom of it. You know, during the ping pong, he picks up on, he figures out that Jack and Juliet were eating, and Kate seemed to got have have got upset from that, and he he calls her out on it. So. Yeah, it's interesting, and, uh, you know, Sawyer, he definitely feels used, because he goes into this um, default mode where he is assuming, like, hey, you know, we're together, right? Yeah. She's not like, eh, not really. Um, He calls her freckles a couple times, and... uh, (laughs) Yep, finally got the freckles back. We haven't had that in quite a while. Yeah, so... Anyways, yeah, I think that's all I have uh, as as far as that story is concerned. All right. So we get... apparently apparently Juliet is like a master craftsman. That's the only other thing. That's true. <laughs> that's really so we get so we we get back to the story with Charlie and Desmond and all them, and uh, they eventually they're on the beach. Find the, the wire. Campfire, find the wire. Telling ghost stories, and then they see a, a helicopter. Helicopter crashes. Hurley's like, "Man, we gotta go, dude. We gotta go help." I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking, "Bro, that's probably like miles out the sea. How are you gonna get all the way out there, especially in the dark?" <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they get up in the woods. They have the flash Superman debate, which is really not much of a debate, anyways, because we know the Flash would win. And then, as we keep going, they eventually find this mystery person in the tree. Is there anything there that we really need to debate? Well, well, I before we get to the person in the tree, I I was a little confused as to why what Desmond's motivations were to go right then. I mean, obviously, if he thinks it's Penny, he wants to go help. But right. in his flashes, we saw it was light out when they were walking through the jungle and when they, you know, saw someone in the tree. So why was he so insistent on leaving at night where Charlie had to talk him out of it when he knew it was daylight when they found this person? I think it's because he knows it or he thinks it could take, you know, a very a long time to get there. And I don't know. He's just kind of panicking. I think also it's just a reaction because it seems like at first she's like, no, we got to go now. We, you know, she could be hurt. And then to your point, he starts to think about the flashback when Charlie's being difficult and won't go. And he thinks about it and they show us that clip again. And he's like, Oh yeah, it was daytime. And I think that's kind of why he decides to relent, but, um, just antsy to get out there. I think what's going on. He's, he's torn between like, he really wants, I mean, that's why the episode's called catch 22. Um, which is, yep. you know, it means it's something where you, you know, it's a lose, lose, you know, there's, this will happen or this will happen. And he wants this helicopter thing. He wants it to happen. He wants it to be Penny. But he doesn't want Charlie to die at the same time. But he thinks that he's he has to have both. It can't be, you know, one or the other. So um, I think that's what's, like, pulling at him. And it's why he's acting, like, kind of irrationally here a little bit, too. 
he's stressed out. He wants to. <laughs> I, I think I want to. I want to think that he is planning on trying to save Charlie, but he's trying to wait to the last second so that as much of it is the same as possible. But that's yeah. just my feeling. Because to me, at this that. point, the the helicopter has crashed and the person has ejected. So if something changes now, the, at least the person is already on the island. <laughs> exactly. Are but, they? <laughs> what, what, so what, <laughs> one other thing I thought was just kind of a jerk move by Desmond this episode. When they when they find that backpack up in the tree, he just uses Hurley is a human footstool without asking. <laughs> he just climbs up on him to get this backpack. It's just, it's just kind of rude. Like learn, learn about consent here, Desmond. Let's, let's, uh, say, Hey, help me boost me up here. Don't just climb on another dude's back. It was pretty effective. I mean, it worked, it worked but <laughs> yeah, it was not the most polite way to, to do that. No. Yeah. So, you know, so they, yeah, they got on their way. They find the, the famous satellite phone and it's kind of a you know inauspicious beginning for this this phone that becomes a lost uh prop staple right this is the one they try to work for the rest of the season and then you know <clears throat> jack makes the famous phone call on and then it's you know featured a lot in the next season too so this is a you know, big item in the lost history books so that this was kind of cool to see that this is kind of the episode that kind of jump starts into season four. Like this is where it starts to bring you like really quickly going towards season four. Um, it's almost yeah, like a shift. It's true. This is actually a monumental shift. There's been all this stuff that's going on this season that has been maybe not quite as like time sensitive. You know, we, we don't really know where they're going to be pushed. We know they want to get away from the others. And then all of a sudden in episode 18, right? You, get this phone and we're going to learn that there's a freighter and it's like a whole new energy, a whole new mm-hmm. goal for the rest of the series is, you know, it's going to be developed, you know, introduced here. And it's, it's kind of interesting because it like just happens out of nowhere almost. Right. Yeah. You don't expect it. You think they're really taking their time on getting off the Island and all this stuff. And then it's like, you know, there's the phone. There wasn't like a lot of build up to like, maybe this is going to happen, which I kind of liked. They could have had, Desmond have a dream about this like five episodes earlier and then we had to wait to see if it really happened right so well you know I think this goes back to the whole negotiating the end point of the series you know up until the middle of this season they didn't know how long it was going to go and at this point they they've decided when the series is going to end they know how much time they have left to tell their story so now they can really you know start making the story go where they want it to go. Yeah, exactly. And so it's pretty cool. There's some fun little, I feel like there's a lot of like mini twists in this episode of things that you don't see coming and you get the phone and then you get the, the picture of Desmond and Penny, which is cool. And I think we may have, um, we may have, did we miss the point earlier? But yeah, because earlier in the episode, there's a really good scene where Charlie and Desmond talk about Penny. He Desmond has the other picture, not the paper one. He has like the original yep. one. And so when they see the picture again, you know, Charlie knows who that is. He's like, oh, that's Penny. And it really starts to kind of build the the tension towards towards the ending here. I love the line. I don't know. I think I think it's a uh, is it Hurley that says it? 
he's like, dude, you couldn't have told us to bring an umbrella? <laughs> like, <laughs> <or> tra- <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you had a vision of the future, and you didn't tell us it's going to just absolutely pour rain on us? Do they still have even have umbrellas right now? <laughs> they probably have a couple. Maybe, I guess. Maybe they have a makeshift special, you know, tarp umbrella. So, well, well I'll also say that, like, I kind of understand where Charlie's coming from here in the, the whole, you know, if, if this is real, if he really believes this is his, you know, this is Penny here to rescue them. Like, he's like, why wouldn't we want to go? You know, like, why are you having to keep it from us? You know, we would want to help you do this. So I think that, you know, Charlie kind of knows there's something else up, you know, there, there's some other reason he's not telling them because there's no reason why he wouldn't just tell them, you know, Hey, we're, we're going to go find my girlfriend, you know? Right. Well, you don't want to mess with time, time travel, man. So, <laughs> you know, I don't we're, not strictly time travel, but <laughs> it is cool. I will just say when this, I mean, now we've seen all of lost, we know, how deep it gets into sci-fi and fantasy stuff. But at the time, this was definitely like a more sci-fi like episode for lost. Mm-hmm. Just talking about, you know, following something that's someone seeing the future and, um, you know, this is how it's supposed to happen and making sure that that type of stuff like goes to plan. It's different than a lot of lost episodes where you're, you know, it's just about survival or you're trying to get away from a polar bear. So it's, there's another element to this whole episode that's that's pretty cool. <clears throat> um, and, that, and that's probably why Desmond episodes are a lot of people, you know, some of the favorite episodes of Lost. Is, there's always more going on in a Desmond episode than there is in a lot of other episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're, you know, they start talking about The Flash and Superman again, which, <clears throat> if you guys never saw it, there was a fame... Uh, I don't know if it's famous, but there was an episode of the old Superman animated series, mm-hmm. the cartoon, the one that's, you know, there was a Batman one too, where, and I think it's obviously based off a comic, Superman and the Flash do actually do a race on foot around the globe, running on the water and stuff. And it's. It'd be the Flash that win. I mean, obviously. And who, who won? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, they get attacked by like <laughs> bad guys along the way and stuff. I'm, but I'm I pretty was sure just, the Flash. I was just wondering who was right. I was just. I actually think he's right that in a foot race, the Flash is faster. I think the Flash wins, but Superman could fly faster. So that's what uh, Hurley's trying to say. It's a good. Maybe they just do a forty-yard dash, just a straight forty-yard dash. I know. It's All just, right. Like. Here we go. Let's settle the debate. Who is faster, The Flash or Superman? According to the internet, because Google never lies, okay, The Flash is faster. He has won five out of their nine races with only three ties and only one win from Superman. Wow. There you go. I want to say that they raced maybe in Justice or um, in uh, Smallville, too. Nope. Not like well, a, not they, the same, but like a mini sort of like. I, I don't know, there's a discussion well, about it. I know least. they race in that in that in that garbage movie, um, the Justice League by Joss Whedon, the one that we yeah. don't, we don't we, we don't consider canon. I do know that they raced in that one. I actually thought this was fitting that this episode came up because I know 
that there is a Flash movie in production that's you know going to be coming out in the next yep. year or two or something like that. So, yep. and did, along with Batman in a couple weeks. Come on. <laughs> and didn't didn't Hurley uh, also have a Flash comic book? Wasn't that the you know was it on the plane or did, didn't he have a Flash yeah, comic book does, earlier in the series? He does have a comic book that has the Green Lanterns in it, and maybe the Flash also. And it has, obviously, it has the polar bear. That's part of it. But, <clears throat> yeah. Um, he had, he had the comic book he had was, was Green Lantern and Flash, Faster Friends Part 1. There you go. So... Yeah. So another little tie-in. There's yeah, there's a lot of cool things that tie together. Um oh, yeah. always with Lost. Okay. So they finally get to the uh 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 parachuted escaped person and they take the helmet off. Desmond's like, Get out of the way, Charlie, get off me, Charlie. Well, Everybody back up. Mm-hmm. And it ends more, up being more Desmond just being a jerk. And it ends up being somebody we'll find out later on, um, Naomi, and not Penny. So, yep, not 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 well, not I, Penny's parachute. I was gonna say we we did we skipped one one moment in there. I wanted to, to, to talk about, <clears throat> um, you know, when Desmond saves Charlie, you know, Charlie steps on the thing, and there's like a second there, and he goes, Charlie, duck. And he tackles him. And then and I almost like forgot this is how it happened. You know, Charlie asks him later, <clears throat> like, dude, like, how did you know that I should duck? Like, and let because that trap could have been anything, could have been an explosion, could have been something coming from the side. Like, why right. was I supposed to duck? And so that, you know, clued, clued him into the fact that Desmond knew this whole time. And then there's a kind of an interesting discussion that he relates it back to this, uh, um, you know, God testing Abraham, which father, I mean, brother Campbell and Desmond talked about too, which is when I mean, it's probably in our episode uh, trivia, but like when God takes or had um, Abraham take Isaac right to the, yeah. To the top of the mountain to, to sacrifice him. And so this is a Desmond relates to today. Like, Hey, like I had to do this um, in order to get penny. And then, but it, it's, it's not penny. And so it's interesting thinking about all the series of events that have led this to this moment, because we think that we're going to think that there's some sort of relation to Penny for a while because Naomi is going to lie. But really, this is, you know, Charles Widmore and his battle with Ben over, you know, who's going to be in charge of the island and stuff. So there's just like so many other things that in the in the full scale scope of it that you can th- think back about um, all these little moments so yeah i agree anyways i'd say th- this is like a really big ending you know yes. for this show I, this is kind of one of those game changing you know shocking endings that obviously we know now where it goes but at the time i mean we haven't seen somebody new come onto the island who wasn't already there? I mean, since the show started, have <laughs> like yeah. we haven't seen anything like this before. 
And what's interesting, if you were watching the season live at this point, you know, Kay and Jack and everybody has now returned to the camp. They have Juliet. That's the one thing that's definitely really off. Locke is gone, but it's his own choice. I think a lot of people were going to be wondering, hey, what what is going to happen now? Is it are we leading towards a you know a, another conflict with the others? Most likely. Um, but what's the what's the story for the rest of the season? And then this happens in this episode, kind of completely out of left field. We think this is going to be some sort of war with with Ben again, and now we have um, a whole nother motivation for our, our uh, for our group. So it really accelerates what's going to happen next. So it's good stuff, but yeah, underrated in how monumental it is in as far as the plot is in the in the series absolutely so all right <clears throat> well that was the episode um so let's kind of uh head toward the end here we're, we're coming coming down to the bottom uh the only in memoriam i have is <laughs> ruth and desmond's relationship uh that one's not going to get planned out anymore uh <laughs> but steven has a rating system for us so steven I was going to say also, uh, and, and that bottle of wine that and Desmond that killed. And that bottle of wine that Desmond... <laughs> and, 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 $35. <laughs> and Desmond's career as a monk, also yeah. R.I.P. Um, all right, we're going to rate this episode from 1 to 23. Um, mix, Phil Collins mixtape cassettes. So, all right. All nice. right. I like some Phil Collins. Poor Bernard. Night. He's he's not ever gonna know what happened to his Phil Collins cassette. Uh, all right, yeah, Mike. For, for how, how, actually, I gotta say that <laughs> for years on the island, him and and Rose are gonna be there. They're gonna figure out a way to get electricity. Like, if only I had that cassette right now, we could be listening. <laughs> <Yep>. to- <laughs> oh, um, twenty one. For me, 21 out of 23, Phil Collins mixtape cassettes. All right. Solid, solid rating. Um, Corey, how about you? Yeah, I think that sounds like a pretty solid rating as well. I'm going to go 21 out of 23, (laughs) Phil Collins uh, mixtape cassettes. All right. Well, let's let's make make it three for three here. That was also the rating I gave it. This is... One of those episodes where we're all in lockstep, <laughs> I think. Uh, really, just yeah, just an awesome episode. Desmond episodes are always great, and you know, good flashback and definitely a good twist at the end. Just nothing yeah. to not like about this episode. Absolutely. You know, it didn't get. I would say I might even given it higher, other than they're just this. As Desmond episodes go, this is probably on the lower end of Desmond episodes. And that just speaks about how great Desmond episodes are. So yep. I, I know, and I was really not going into this um, thinking that my score would be this high. I mean, I know I like this episode, but I agree. I always thought it's kind of like one of the the lower as far as Desmond. and But, <clears throat> yeah, when you're watching this season in sequence, I mean, especially it, all the stuff throughout the season... It's just a really good episode, and it's fun to see all of these characters involved because we have yes. a lot of the cast involved in this in this episode. And yep, 
Uh, as far as right at the end here, we don't have any unanswered questions. Uh, we do get Sawyer's name dictionary is uh, Doc was because uh, of course what he calls Jack, and we had three more freckles, so we have a total freckle count of twenty eight. By the way, we won't get into this debate. Maybe we can at a time, but the debate is: if you are not there when the bribe is or the bet is made, do you still have to follow the rules of the bet? <laughs> Kate, don't yeah, think so. Tough. I feel like I'm on Sawyer's side here. She wasn't a part of that bet. I feel like he can nickname away with Kate or Jack or Juliet. And he, I agree. So, um, as far as pop culture connections, to kind of go real quick on this, uh, Catch Twenty Two is a title episode. It's a book by Joseph Heller. Um, it's a no-win situation, really. Um, so, and the novel Catch Twenty Two is used by people in power anytime they need to kind of justify their their actions. So, uh, there's that. The Colonel Boogie March. Uh, the two well, kids, you- Charlie. Huh? Oh, so you, you you gotta explain the the, okay. the, the way they do it in, in Catch Twenty Two. It's uh... okay. So a bombardier is told he can only avoid flying war missions by pleading insanity, but attempting to preserve his own life by pleading insanity is proof of sanity, meaning he must continue to fly the missions. <laughs> so it's I mean, just... that's pretty hilarious, right? It is. It is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If you uh, say that you don't want to, <laughs> you're really stuck in there. So, Catch Twenty Two underrated in how hilarious that book is. I mean, that's kind of like one of the things it's known for. But yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. you're good. Uh, the Colonel Bogey Marsh, the tune, Jen, Charlie, and Hurley are whistling um, as they're walking down the beach. By the way, I must say that when they started whistling it, something inside of me and I whistled it too. It's just one of those catchy things you just whistle when everybody else whistles it. <laughs> Um, Flash and Superman are mentioned. Of course, we know those are DC heroes, uh, DC comic cubic heroes. Um, Scottish Cup, according to Root, the closet Desmond, the closest Desmond had come to religion and fully disappeared was the, was the Celtic winning the cup. Uh, the cup <laughs> that was funny. First to the what occurred to on May 27, nineteen ninety five. They haven't won the cup since nineteen eighty nine. Um, they are supported by the Catholic community of Glasgow. Okay. Um, Desmond sings the theme song for their football team, which is sung to the tune of Pirates of Penzance with cat-like tread upon our prey we steal. Um, is that what he's singing when he's drunk? Is he singing yes. that? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, Christianity, I'm not really going to get in all this, but guys, it was at a monastery. Um, so, yeah, there's that. There are a lot of references. There's yes. a lot of references. <laughs> um, the, the, the Bible is referenced a lot. Um she meet they meet somebody named Naomi, somebody named Ruth. Naomi was her mother-in-law of Ruth in the Bible. Um, we get the image of Abraham and Isaac and and, and Mount Moriah. So there's that uh, monastery. Desmond was a monk in the monastery, but was eventually fired, which is so funny. Uh, <laughs> Phil Collins is mentioned as well. Um, Afternoon Delight, Sawyer refers to this Starland vocal band song with thinly veiled euphemistic lyrics about having sex in the afternoon when dating on Kate. <laughs> um, Chupacabra uh, When telling ghost stories on the beach Hurley begins to tell a story about the mythical beast That sucks blood from goats um, The Lord of the Rings Printed on Charlie's t-shirt It appears to be J.R.R. Tolkien's White Tree of Gondor Dominic Monaghan would go on to play Mary Brandybuck In the movie adaptions of the Lord of the Rings Trilogy so, Yeah it's a good little Easter egg reference if that's <laughs> If that's supposed to be deliberate Oh yeah so, Hobbit. All right. What's well, our next one, Corey? 
Okay, next one is D-O-C. Yes, it's an acronym that we'll talk about next week, yep. but uh, it is a sun-centric sun episode. So I was looking at the episode list. All of a sudden, man, it's like we've got <clears throat> this sun episode, and then... I think there's a it goes back to Locke, so you get then you get the Ben episode, and then it's pretty much the you you're in the final stretch of like three three or four episodes, so it's kind of like the whole finale momentum really gets started, um, you know, pretty quick here. So, yeah. Say DOC is the last of the like maybe kind of toned down where it's like not really ramped up towards the finale. It's it's still a little more of a normal feel to it but i mean stuff's yeah. happening it is we are getting we're fast approaching the final uh, finale of the season so and, and honestly sun has been not she has not really been around for a while at this point in the season it seems like yeah she's been kind of she's been kind of left out a good bit we need to get some sun back in here so all right well listen guys that's been previously on lost we thank you so much for joining us and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys back here in the next couple in the couple weeks as we will talk about doc so until next time take care goodbye and don't make any more mixtapes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> bye peace out bye. guys have a good one